Welcome to Home's Room. Just like homeroom, we start off our day getting together with our homies, swapping stories, even a little kiss and tell action. This podcast contains language not suitable for younger listeners. Topics about sex and mental health. Discretion is advised. Our views are our own. Let class begin. Welcome back to Home's Room. I just yelled in your ear on purpose because I wanted to be loud and obnoxious because this episode is probably going to be a little obnoxious. No, I'm just joking. Uh, what's up, Caitlin? How are you? Oh, hello, Matt. We are just hanging in for the hanging, you know? We're yeah. not even thriving or surviving. We're just <laughs> existing to the next time I get to go to bed and chug caffeine the next morning. So just toddler yeah. mom perks and all the things that come with it. So yeah. what's up with you? Uh, I'm enjoying being underemployed right now. Uh, I got I got like two more days before I go like to like uh, in service for my new job, and then I got like a week before I actually start from there. So like, or at least I assume. I don't know. They haven't told me anything, which is kind of weird. But yeah, whatever. Um, but uh, you know, that's kind of the thing. Like you said, uh, it made me think of what I used to say when we lived in Wyoming, because I say we lived in Wyoming. When I tell people the story, it's like, oh yeah, we didn't live in Wyoming. We survived in Wyoming. That's that's what we're doing right now. We are we are like, you know, uh, people on Mars just like existing, but nobody can even like tell that we're existing. They're like, no, there's no water there. Nobody could exist there. There's no oxygen. Nobody could exist there. Here we are, just two of us floating around doing that thing. I feel this, and <laughs> I just recently, actually, on Instagram, came across this concept that I really relate with. Just in this like fun, random season of my life, where creativity is still very difficult to uh, grasp concretely for longer than like a twelve-hour period consistently. Um, my ADHD has just been kind of nuts, um, and life is just insane. I was—it's um, uh, called Jumblyump is a page that I follow that makes pins. Mm-hmm. And um, I have already purchased two uh, from her. It's a coffee cup with a skull on it that says death before decaf. So definitely <laughs> on on brand for the caffeine intake. Um, and then I also bought another one from her that says deeds, not words. And I really love that. I legitimately yeah. wear both of them on my work backpack. So there's no question about where the fuck I stand on anything, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, she recently posted a new collection that was all about mental health and um, like chronic mental health issues that people are diagnosed with and have to learn to come to terms with and have, you know, solid coping mechanisms to be able to function. And one of her new pins um, said is a bundle of spoons with a ribbon around it. This is never enough spoons. And I was like, this is kind of weird. I mean, there's cool colors. I'm interested in it. Um, And in the post where she debuted it and showed it off for the first time, she talks about how um, every person that kind of deals with, um, you know, chronic issues of one thing or another, every day you wake up, you have a certain number of spoons worth of energy or spoons worth of focus that you can throw at one thing. And then that spoon is gone for the rest of the day. And, um, I was explaining to my husband that concept because it just lately feels like there's just never enough spoons, like between work, between um, showing up to work on time without looking like a hot damn mess. That's a whole other spoon, especially, <laughs> yeah. you know, we don't have to get into um, standards of, of <laughs> looks <laughs> based on gender in this episode. That might be a rabbit hole, but... For me, that's a spoon. Getting up on time, um, trying to get out the door with two kids to daycare before breakfast ends is another spoon. And lately, Matt, there's just never feels like there's enough spoons. I have to give it to my husband. I think he like tried really hard to understand, but he was like, spoons? Like, I don't get it. Like from him, he's he's go, go, go all the time. And mm-hmm. it it takes a lot for him to actually like slow down and give himself permission to rest. Where I feel like I'm, I don't necessarily work that way. Um, and I think if you're not there experiencing it, it's probably difficult for you to understand, especially when you're half awake, nut of a wife is trying to explain to you <laughs> about spoons before 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feels, I feels. Uh, so when you, like when you, 
process the like enough spoons. I one of somebody somebody that I care about used to say that like they see the day as like percentages. So by the end of the day, they have you know like five percent. But if they're given a hundred percent of that last five percent, they they are in fact giving you everything they got, even though it's only five percent in totality. Do you do you think that that's kind of the same thing, or do you think that operates kind of parallel, where it's like those those spoons are more specific than that? Ooh, I think it really depends on the day, to be quite honest. Um, there's, I keep thinking kind of along the lines of this topic. Uh, there's a comment that I left on um, on a grief related Instagram post that still to this day is getting likes, where it's like you know, giving yourself grace and I'm really struggling. I'm, I have brain fog. I'm just not as productive. And, um, I left a comment on that post that was some, that was something along the lines of, um, I'm really, I really struggled with trying to hold myself to the same level of productivity as I was before that, you know, event happened to me or before I figured out what my diagnosis was and I sought treatment with medication or before in the before, when you're in an after, after whatever, you're not the same person that you were. So it's, it's kind of a slippery slope and, um, and a futile mission to hold yourself to the same level of productivity that you were before. And I think, especially with my ADHD and just, just chronic fatigue, Matt, like I'm telling you, I could, I could pass out for like 12 (laughs) hours, hard sleep, not even a kid cry in sight to to wake me from my 12 hour slumber slumber and it's like a soul tired it's like something i know i would wake up still feeling exhausted so um i don't know it depends on the day but if if all we do is show up and accomplish one thing and that's you know that's all the that's all the productivity that you display for the day and you go to sleep and do maybe one or two the next day that's okay well, you know i'm uh, we've talked about it before on the podcast i'm the um i'm my own harshest critic and it's really difficult for me to um hold myself to any standard than something that's unachievable and i constantly feel like i miss the mark so <laughs> It's kind of like the pot calling the kettle black. I'm so easy to tell you and all my homies and all the people that I love that like, hey, be kind to yourself. Give yourself some grace. It's okay that you didn't operate at a billion percent today or write a whole chapter of your book or read all your work emails or accomplish every single thing on your to-do list. It's okay if you just marked one thing off. Meanwhile, my own head, I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know, man, we're just in this fun season of life where there's never enough spoons and we're, I feel like I might need to get uh post Malone always tired tattoos <laughs> under my eyes, yeah, but there you go. Uh, thank God um, for concealer, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know that life. Unfortunately, I don't concealer, uh, is not in my toolbox. So I don't, uh, maybe I'll have to figure that out one day. Um, it's a good, it's a good, good tool to have. If you're going to open your horizons to anything makeup friend, I would encourage it to be concealer. Um, okay. So I had two things for you to right. surprise you with first and foremost, it's a question to you followed up with a follow-up story. Can you please share with us the horrific Instagram post where you just recently shared casually a picture of a black widow that you have somehow stumbled upon? <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm trying to do that super trendy thing where you post a bunch of random uh, like images, I, I assume throughout your day, throughout your week, whatever it is. And while we were unloading a pallet, I was the uh, logistics manager. So like we unload pallets and stuff like that. And this pallet came from Texas, I believe. And uh, while we were unloading it, one of the guys was like, hey, there's a spider right there. And then I looked down and I was like, oh, yeah, there is. And he was like, I think it's a black widow. And then I leaned over and I was like, oh, it is a black widow. So um, we um, I, I took a picture, but then we saved it and took it outside while thinking I wonder if there's a natural predator to this spider, and did we just screw up the uh, habitat behind the building where we unleashed a uh, a poisonous spider, and now there's, uh, you know, three weeks later, all the trees are going to die or something stupid. But mostly that was just a joke. But, yeah, no, it was a, it was a pallet from Texas that had a black widow in it, and 
I grew up in Maryland, so I, I'm used to seeing them. They're super common there. So, like, I was like, hey, I haven't seen one of these since I was, like, a teenager. I appreciate the face you're making. <laughs> I, I just, just the Black Widow, poisonous spiders, the thing that it's so small, it can just pop up out of nowhere and just bite you and then you die. I'm like, ooh, don't like that. Don't like that. Um, okay, so I saw your Instagram post and your pictures were artistic. I really loved it. The, the caption spoke to me. The caption had nothing to do with your spider. It had mm. something to do with, you know, being creative and seeking the small moments of creativity in your daily life. Like it just spoke to me. I loved it. However, smart ass me decided to comment on that Instagram post and say, you got to burn down the entire building. You found that Spidey in. <laughs> and lo and behold, I hit post, and then I got a notification from Instagram that my comment had been removed <laughs> for uh, hate speech. <laughs> it goes against hate speech or hate speech guidelines. Comments promoting hate speech. Comments that this is this is why I got this is why it got deleted. The second bullet point. Comments that encourage violence or attack anyone based on who they are or specific threats of physical harm, theft, or vandalism. So pro tip, if you want to be a smart ass like me <laughs> and tell your friend jokingly, you got to burn down the entire building you found that Spidey in, your comment's going to get deleted. And I didn't get an account <laughs> ban or anything. I was just like, huh. So I screenshotted it and I wanted to save that to share with you on the podcast because I was really <laughs> trying to engage in your content, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, number one, I guess that just goes to show like, and this is, this is kind of on topic for like the, the, the episode, which is, you know, we're talking about unthankful and we'll get into that. But like, I've been talking about AI and how like kind of silly AI is at times, like, you and I, our, our names are spelled differently. So they're not the standard spellings of stuff. They're, they're an alternative spelling. I, we would argue that they're the right way to spell it because it's just the way we spell it. So every time the AI predicts our names in, uh, in our, um, our like captions and stuff that are AI generated, it's always wrong. And I can't, every time I fix it, it just, the next time it's messed up. And then the next time, so it's like, I gave up. I stopped trying to fix it. They were just spelled wrong because people don't understand. Uh, so that's just another instance where AI is not where it needs to be. However, they made a movie, actually a series of movies about what happens when AI gets to that point. It's called the Terminator. So maybe I'm good with AI being stupid. Dog. <sighs> Come on, man. You're going to really throw that. So also, speaking of which, I've been mindlessly doom scrolling because I just... That's just where I'm at right now. And so much of my content right now is all about like AI and free editing tools and like all kinds of like, here's this hack. And here's how everyone that's in their 20s is making $100,000 a month with the help of AI and content recycling and all this crazy stuff. And I'm just like that, like uh, maybe a rabbit hole when we're talking about ai i do not want to talk about the terminator come on matt but <laughs> i've been seeing too i i feel like i know some creators who have told me straight to my face to my earballs that they use ai to think creatively for them and every single like caption or podcast title or description like everything that they are pumping out creatively you can tell that AI is writing it for them. It's like, it's like a try hard tone where like, mm -hmm. you know, like, it's just like super autumn, like auto, like sounding robotic. Like I, and maybe it's just the AI that they're using. Um, I also, there's a podcast that I've watched before called the H3 podcast and Ethan Klein sent a letter to another company's lawyers. And it was something, you know, he's in all kinds of like lawsuits and stuff recently. So whatever, but he, he sent this email, he shared it on a stream and he was like, you know what? Some of you guys in the comments said, Oh, I bet chat GPT wrote this email for you. And he was like, and you're right. Like, hmm. <laughs> like you can just tell that AI wrote it. And I think it's maybe a matter of time before we, we will not really be able to tell the difference between um ai and human creativity i just maybe am of the the optimistic mindset that 
AI won't necessarily be able to 100% replace human creativity. I don't know. I, I hope that that's the way it goes. Um, I'm, I'm neither for nor against AI specifically because I see the benefits. I also see the negatives. Like, for instance, every time I try to use it uh, to create an image, uh, it just changes my race. I become a white dude. And or I like vaguely Filipino, I think, is one of them is like it was just like weird, like some sort of I, I, I clearly was not myself and my hair was straight. And I was like, mm. huh, I don't I don't know what this is. I don't got this. That's not me. And I had a beard in one of them, which I I grow cr- shitty facial hair. So that's not a thing that I would ever do. <laughs> so like. I was like, come on now, man. Like I'm done after it, it turned me, it, it gave me like the, um, it gave me a fade straight hair, uh, like weirdly like gray blue ish eyes and a beard. And I was like, Nope, I'm done with this. I'm not no longer trying to do any of this stuff with AI. Cause like hmm. it's changed. It's, it's not performing for me the way that it is performing these cool pictures for everybody else. So, uh, but no, like I said, I, I think, I think that they're, is uh, like definite advantages like the medical research field has been using ai to predict certain things and it's actually been helping them from what i've what i've read but then like as far as art goes i think that creating art with ai um is a slippery slope but i also like i don't think that people are as as proud of art created by ai versus a, a human and i think that that thing is always going to stand there and i I hope that that's always going to be the way it is but that's just like my personal opinion on it not like it it could be whatever art could be pretty because it's art like i just posted a a thing to my instagram um where i bought a painting for my friend who what that i've had my eye on for forever and she decided that she was cleaning out some stuff in her house and was going to sell it and now it's up in the recording space which is like just off camera i don't know maybe you could see like the very corner of it but like um, yeah, no, it was just, it's beautiful and AI might be able to produce something like that, but it's not for my friend it's from AI. So yeah, I feel that I have a, um, insanely talented photographer friend called Brian Burks and he, um, I just trusted his creative vision so much. He did the, the pictures for my wedding and I was like, use me and my husband as your guinea pigs like please Mm -hmm. you do i trust your creative vision anything that you want to do we were the first wedding that he ever did on film and let me tell you matt the pictures were stunning and he recently he's here from missouri but he recently has started doing some um work for the new york times like going out and taking pictures and and film photography of all of the like tornadoes that recently happened here that caused all the massive devastation like he went out on uh on behalf of the new york times to go like document history which is so fucking cool like yes ai probably could make me look a certain type of way you know for my wedding but that's not going to be my friend and somebody that i'm really proud to cheer on Mm-hmm. that you know takes those pictures so i don't know the human connection part of it is weird but i've i've also seen the, the it was the super popular app that everybody was using to make avatars the ai generated avatars mm-hmm. made some really cool pictures of me i did absolutely <laughs> use it yeah and it caused i don't remember seeing any specific information about why or how but i just saw all the outrage saying that ai um steals art from other artists and just mashes it all together um without giving credit to the actual true inspiration or whoever actually came up with that you know style in the first place i never really saw true examples of this is the original painting and this is how ai stole it so i'm probably grossly uneducated about the topic i just remember seeing all of the massive outrage do you remember when that app just recently came out it was like in the last year maybe yeah um i i mean i i understanding kind of the principle i think of how ai AI works is like it searches the internet comes up with images comes up with predictions all that kind of thing and then you know ones and zeros happen and then it creates this image so i could see how like that could be what it's doing is it's finding one of them like a, a popular art style that it just comes across in a search like a million times of like this art style and it it 
blends that art style and the image that you're trying to turn into art or more art, different art, whatever, um, into one. So it would be stealing that artist's particular style. I could, I can see that, but that's the whole thing with AI is it's like, once you, once you turn it on, it does whatever it does. And it's hard to, and like, there's, it doesn't show its work. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. that's, that's kind of a hard a slippery slope, I guess. Um, yeah. Also, was that your, was that just one of your things, one of your two things, or was there a second thing? No, there was a second thing. Okay. What's the second <laughs> no, thing? No, we just went down an AI rabbit hole. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So also doom scrolling on Instagram. Um, this is a fun little impromptu game that we're going to play. I'm going to read you five things. Um, backtracking. I was doom scrolling on Instagram and I showed that, or I, I came across this reel where um, this guy was talking about how every year there's this writing contest to write the worst opening sentence of a story and the 2023 winners have been released so i want to read you some of the worst opening lines and after um i want you to listen to the things that are about to come out of my face because they're absolutely bonkers <laughs> and rate on a scale of one to ten ten being absolutely awful like if this is the first line that you read in a book or an essay you're shutting the damn thing and it's going on your d did not finish lists forever and ever all eternity so one to ten ten being the worst um okay so the only prompt that they got was just write the worst opening line that you can think of um <laughs> okay ready we're coming out swinging with the first one he was short and fat, like his penis, which was also both. But this story is not about his penis, but about him instead. <laughs> wow. Yeah. One to ten, what is that? And would you continue to read something where that is the first line? Um, one to ten being like one being the worst or ten being like really bad. 10 being the worst, 10 being okay. I would absolutely not finish this. Like 5 okay. being okay. like, okay, that's definitely notable. But I think maybe I'd like check out the next line or so to see if I would finish, like continue reading it. Uh, maybe a 3. I would, I, maybe a 3. Because like, I I don't know. Or okay. I guess no, technically a 6. I guess it would be the other way. It would be a 6. Okay, like, yeah, like sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That that my mind a little bit. A six. A my six. scale might not be making complete sense, <laughs> but it's okay. All right, so it's a three. Next one. The night was black and thick, thickening every minute, as though some dark god had mixed the darkness with flour, cornstarch, or some other <laughs> thickening agent. Um, that one is like a solid eight for being bad, but like I think I would have to know what the title of this is because uh, like it, if it was like a kid's book i might be into it if it was like an adult book i'm probably like mm, maybe not okay that's oh that is a good um like qualifier i totally think that that but it's like as far as i know this contest did not have any type of like genre specific yeah. it was just make the most awful combination of words that you can think of and submit it. Okay. <laughs> so next one, detective Shepard was a toothbrush of the law, scrubbing the plaque of criminality from the bloody gums of society. <laughs> oh my God. That sounds like a really, really bad. Like, uh, that one's a 10. That one sounds like a really bad, like, like, um, fifties crime novel where like the writer was told, <laughs> Like, yeah, just bang out a couple pages. It'll be all right. And nobody ever read a thing that they wrote prior. Okay. Um, I guess uh, crime and uh, crime was definitely uh, present on the list of top winners. So next one. Another murder. I hate these crimes, said in Inspector Jack Slayton. He hated them even more than he hated other crimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's also that one's that one's definitely a, a ten for bad. Like that one, I would not continue to read. I, uh, nah. Okay, you would absolutely not continue that one. No, I would not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> last one. 
uh oh sorry i lost my spot i just have a whole list screenshot in front of me then i'm I'm like okay last one it was really happening jesse evans was dumping that bitch kathleen and two lunch tables away Haley's heart was pumping like its life depended on it oh my god <laughs> that one sounds so teen angsty i i'm a I think I'm a seven or an eight on that one. I, like, I'm just curious enough, but not so curious that I really want to continue reading. I might give you another page, another line or paragraph, I guess. That one was a specific call to me of horribleness because of the, yeah. the heart was pumping like her, its life depended on it. Like, yeah. oh my God. Okay. Rede- absolutely redundancy. <laughs> but that being said, if you... Believe it or not, every writer has written a god-awful opening sentence or whatever the hell sentence that has ended up in their works in progress drafts just like those. And I'm still here today on my uh, on my uh, cheerleading, mm-hmm. I guess, battlefront of encouraging everybody to write a story. I genuinely believe that everyone has a story to tell. And if you're terrified of sitting down to write because you're worried that like some god awful garbage like that is going to come out of your fingers or your brain, do it anyways. Because all of those might be contest winning, terrible opening sentences, but in any works of progress, those probably would have been slashed in the editing process and something better taken its place. Yeah. Everybody right. Speaking of which, Matt, how how do things go on the writing front? Um good i'm getting reinvigorated i guess uh i came up with a plan my strategy is to now like i I used to be able to come home for lunch but i won't be able to come home for lunch so i'm gonna take my computer to work with me and on my lunch break i'm gonna try and write um and uh i'm gonna try and get the um the art taken care of over the next couple of weeks maybe like because i have the time off so i'm going to figure out what i'm going to do i did get on fiverr and start trying to look for people but like everybody that has reached out to me is not exactly what i'm looking for and i don't want to deal with somebody from a different country specifically because i don't Mm -hmm. want it to be a language barrier and then a time frame thing like there's too much there so i got to reevaluate that strategy if i'm gonna go that route but yeah i mean all right uh i did post and this is what made me think of it i did post the first page of um of uh i guess it would be kind of a prologue but not really a prologue like it's it's the first page however the way i've sequenced it in this book it is before the title page kind of like when you watch um a crime drama and like they show the like the case and then everything happens like the credits and all that stuff. So I kind of went with the vibe like that because I wanted to feel a little bit different than other things that you've read. But I did post, you know, the, the first page of that and I hope people read it. Um, I posted two versions cause the first one just like was the image in my head and it worked, but you couldn't read it as well. And then I posted the second image so you could actually read it. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to get, like I said, I'm trying to get inspired and you know, with that story and, that kind of thing i most definitely can relate to like bad opening lines because it's like how do i start this story and like you said just start the story you can change that later just get Mm -hmm. it going yep and you might have something like her heart was beating wildly like it's (laughs) life dependent on it but you know know, it'll be something better that takes its place it'll be fine like a heart rolling, like a heart rolling out of a tin onto the girl's shoes. That's a, that's what that's the direction I went, uh, quite literally. So okay, yes, absolutely, we love it. We love yeah. we love the zombie apocalypse genre. Okay, that wasn't that was that's the crime drama. That's the um, oh hell that's yeah, Ten Hearts. Yeah, that's uh, the Ten Hearts opening is um, is the a heart rolls out onto this this jogger's shoes. She. She's jogging her normal path for the day and for her morning starts going to work and all that kind of stuff. And then she um, she finds a, a note on top of a tin says for you and it's a tin heart like you get at Valentine's Day. So she assumes, damn, somebody I must have an admirer who knows I stop here every day because this is my stopping point. So it must be for me. Right. She makes the mistake of opening it up and it rolls out onto her feet and it's a human heart. 
So yeah, that kicks off Ooh. our that kicks off our serial killing. But um, yeah, I love so. it, and also very derivative of one of my favorite authors and poets, Edgar Allan Poe. So yeah. I'm very excited to read the rest of that. Good, good. <laughs> um, so uh, switching switching gears, what what were there other questions you had, or nope. was that it? All right. That was all no. I'm trying to surprise you with. Those are all the rabbit holes that we need to <laughs> right. fall down today. <laughs> I like that. If you ever got more of those, definitely, definitely use them. I appreciate that. Um, I, like I said, I want this episode to be kind of fun. I guess I didn't say that on air. I said that off air, but um, I want it, I wanted this episode to be fun. So hopefully that was fun for you guys. Um, I set out to do, this is probably going to air the week of thanksgiving i believe is if i got my schedule right or at least somewhere around there so i was like i don't know what to do when we were talking about maybe doing it like what we're thankful for and you know i was like okay yeah and it's like i'll put a feeler out on instagram because like you guys did really good the last time i put a feeler out there and got some like opinions for things and then this time it did not it kind of fell on its face so like nobody responded with like things that i could make into a topic so it's like man i don't know i'm not really feeling it and then my workplace went crazy and it was my last week so i didn't get to uh to plan in the way i wanted to but i did get some responses and i do want to read those just because they're um they are what they're thankful for and that was the whole point is i was gonna was gonna read them so this one says everything life is going well right right now with a like loving emoji so like congratulations i'm glad that that's the way that was going for you and i hope that it at this point it is still going good for you and also bonus points for working in a super troopers reference. <laughs> Fair. And, and bonus points from Caitlin. Um, this one says, uh, my husband and my education, good for you. Those, those are definitely two things that like, if you are convicted in and, you know, super strong belief in, they will take you places. Hopefully both of them will take you to places you want to go and not like a cemetery in the trunk of a car. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, there's that, um, this one, <laughs> this one says, uh, drive time to listen to books, podcasts, um, and music soon to be, uh, actual weekends with my fam. Um, mm. so that's, that one's nice. Um, and this one just says specifically you with a star and that is from one of my friends. So, uh, I appreciate that one. That one made me smile. But, um, yeah, those are really hard to turn into, like, what we could be thankful for as a topic. So what we decided to do was what we are unthankful for, things that we are, that we are not thankful for. And can I, can, can I hit you first with one of mine because I want to make you laugh? We Absolutely. Can, you can what you're going to say first, but I just want to go first when we get to this. Absolutely. Please do. All right. So my first thing that I'm, uh, that I'm not thankful for is windshield tint. Windshield tint is one of the most annoying things in the world to me because yeah, exactly. Right. Cause it's, I can't see what you're doing. And half the time it looks like you're waving me on, but I can't tell if you're waving me on. Cause I, <laughs> I, can't, I physically cannot see you. And then it just poses the question to me, like what that's gotta be awful for law enforcement. Like how do you even like approach this car knowing is somebody in it, is somebody not in it. And then it made me think, what about the car hop at like Sonic coming out to you? Or is like, is somebody in this car? Are mm-hmm. they? No are you? And then the window rolls down awkwardly and they were staring at you the whole time. No, that's just terrible. I'm not thankful for windshield tint. Stop doing it. And that's on period. Matt said what he said. (laughs) Y'all better come correct in response to that. It's just so silly. Anyway. In my experience, if it's got, if it's a vehicle with heavy windshield tint, hundred percent validate your struggle. Cause I do, I absolutely do feel that. Um, I will also say that my husband, I used to have a, um, what is it? Shit. What did I have? Oh, it was, uh, a little, uh, GM scooter, little black speedster car that would (laughs) get me all over the place in Denver. And I, I am a city driving gal even now to this day (laughs) when I don't live in a city anymore. Um, he went out and got my windows tinted for my birthday and it was one of the nicest. I was like, Oh my gosh, I genuinely feel so much safer in my vehicle because I'm not driving around in a fishbowl. And now that I have another vehicle that has lighter tint on it or like hardly any tint, I'm like, okay, I understand like, yeah, but also Matt, in my personal experience, most of the cars that I've been around with that have really heavy windshield tint are cops. (laughs) Yeah. Fair, fair. or undercovers so yeah. um 
I totally get that though. It's, and it's also super difficult already when you're like in a certain intersection and nobody knows what's going on. I'm like, are you letting me go? I don't know. I don't know. I just always go. I'm an <laughs> aggressive driver. I don't know if that's good or bad thing, but whatever. Um, my <laughs> unthankful thing today, which is such a petty thing, definitely a first word problem. Um, but it really just irritated the shit out of me this morning is automatic restarts on your work computer that you cannot delay (laughs) or you can (laughs) or you cannot like kick the can down the road any further or you can't just say like oh remind me like five minutes before the deadline and then like 10 minutes later it's like surprise bitch now's the deadline (laughs) and you're in the middle of 10 different fucking things and then your computer just restarts and you have no say in the matter you just either lose some stuff thank god for auto recover um, or you just have to open up your 60 windows that you had open. And that's what I'm thankful for today. <laughs> I'm, can I say something? Can I say something about that? Of course. That? So of course. At, my, at my former job, we have tasks that were due. We go in at four and I've talked about that. We have tasks that are due by 8 a.m. They close hard deadline at 8 a.m. You cannot do them. And if you did, if you do not make that deadline, you just have to do the thing again tomorrow from start to finish. Like it doesn't save it. It's just gone. It, it goes as unposted. And that's it, right? So at seven forty-five, we were going to we were going to submit it, and we took extra time because we were like, "Oh, we got extra time to look into this stuff a little bit further. Let's like really dive deep because we because it wasn't that hard. We should get we should be able to do it. We'll take as much time as we possibly need." I was like, "Budgeted for a fifteen-minute window, so we can verify, make sure everything works. Should be fine." And then the damn computer restarted, and then by the time we could get logged in on the other computer and back to where we were and make all of the necessary adjustments it was like literally what 759 in like 42 seconds and it was like i would have been so mad so yeah i feel that pain that's stupid don't do it that is like i get that we worked at night so like it was supposed to probably do it overnight but yeah no that is a you know when you know when people show up and you know when people leave somebody at it has access to that information damn it do it then (laughs) That was just something I had happen to me this morning at work. And I was like, bitch, you're going up to the, the top of my unthankful list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I appreciate it. And like I said, I hope everybody out there, you're also like screaming like, oh, my God. Yeah. So like this one for me, if I may continue, is one that like bugs me. And it's not like I have to tell the story to explain it. And then it's not the story that bugs me. It's the reaction afterwards that bugs me. So uh, race car driver not really that famous kind of famous um said uh, he liked the tweet you might have seen it in the like in because it's kind of been everywhere um or media outlets uh he liked a tweet that was about uh george floyd and it was super inappropriate yeah it was super inappropriate making fun of it and uh it, like he got suspended for it because like obviously that's not like it's an insensitive thing to do so that's a problem in itself, but not what like what my unthankful thing is. Um, he came out and he said, "I I made a I made a mistake, plain and simple. Like I should have realized how insensitive that was, and that it wasn't something that like I should have done." So like he he owned up to it. Whatever, fine. He's going to take his lumps. He's going to do whatever he's going to do. Whether he loses his job, whether he loses sponsors, whatever happens, he's he's taking credit for that. So like I don't I don't care about that part. That's whatever. What I do like find annoying and i'm not thankful for is social media like acolytes where people come into the comments and they're like what we can't like we can't even like posts anymore oh my gosh all he did was like a post haven't you ever liked a post by accident this that and the other thing and like to me those are all valid off like valid arguments if if he was a normal person he's kind of famous and contracted to a company to be a figurehead and to be sponsored by you can like whatever you want. Cause you're not fucking famous. Nobody cares. Just like me with this microphone, the, the people <laughs> care, maybe, maybe, you know, care, but like for the most part, my opinion doesn't really hold any weight or matter. Just like your opinion doesn't matter. His opinion only matters because he signed a contract that says I will abide by these rules. And if I don't abide by these rules, I lose my job. So it's not that he doesn't have first amendment. It's not that, they're just being sticklers it's not that they're you know anything to that nature he signed a contract 
saying, I will do these things and represent this company and these sponsors in the way that they see fit. And should I not do that, they have the right to suspend me. That's mm-hmm. why he got suspended. So my my unthankful thing is like social media acolytes, like get out of the comments, go do some research, realize that your opinion, while you're entitled to it, doesn't necessarily make you smart. So yeah, that's it. That's what I got. Let me hundred uh, percent retweet. Absolutely understand. But can I also point out to these uh, individuals who are super selective about their outrage regarding First Amendment issues? That uh, they're very likely also like if the the randoms in comments who are talking about like a Venn diagram, one side is talking about First Amendment, the other side's talking about capitalism and like everything that comes with it. It's not a Venn diagram; it's a circle. So you can't necessarily have a full and robust conversation about the entire about the entirety of the situation without understanding and at least acknowledging how capitalism and business ventures and the rights of a private fucking business and enterprise are when you have someone who has entered into a contractual agreement to abide by certain levels and standards of conduct that personally a hundred percent what you're saying reflect that corporation it is well within their rights to hold Mm -hmm. that person accountable for not fulfilling their part of that business agreement. Henceforth, here too, uh, <laughs> literally all completely explained by the elements of capitalism, all the, yeah. the elements, standards, all of it with capitalism. So, you know, I, I didn't see the tweet. I don't necessarily want to see the tweet. You've told me all that I want to really know about it, to be quite frank, to be quite frank. But I know exactly the type of person that you're talking about too, because it's all it's all the same people that are all, get all up in arms about what is this LGBTQIAZYX whatever. No. Okay, well, is this a free country and we have freedom of, yeah, of yeah. speech and expression, or is it not? Like, what are we doing here? Because if you yep. another rabbit hole, Matt, here we go. Yeah. You want to talk about these drag queens that are allegedly indoctrinating your children? Well, then let's talk about the church. Steve, <laughs> yeah, so, this is, I don't know anybody actually named Steve that does this. It's just a generic name of fuck you, Steve. Fits that stereo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, so that's my thing is like, these are the same people that'll be in the comments of like a teacher that's getting, you know, fired and like drag dragged through court and all that stuff for having an OnlyFans to make ends meet. But it's like that, like that is, that is the same thing. So she, she she's not free to do what she wants. Like, well, I don't understand. Like she was, she, hers were behind a paywall. So the only reason somebody found that out is because they went there. That, they paid. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, so you got like, why don't you, why don't you just chill out, back it up a little bit. Think about the fact that like, dude's got a job. Let me walk into your job, slap you in the face and see what you do. And if you get mad enough to slap me back, I'm going to be like, Hey, you, you at work. He was at work. Like you, yeah, this, see how that works. You, you do something at work and I guarantee they're going to fire you. They ain't going to fire me. Cause I don't fucking work here. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I totally, uh, I feel that. And either this is a place where these things can happen in a full umbrella or they're not. And, <laughs> you know, I also want to preface this with saying that like our ranting maybe sounds like it's aligned with one political party over the other. Selective outrage is a bipartisan issue. Everyone does it to fit their own agenda. I'm sure at some point that I have done it, but that doesn't make us any less unthankful for it. (laughs) Exactly. That's, that's, that's yeah. Legitimately like point blank. That has nothing like from, from my standpoint on that particular unthankful topic, I don't care what, like, I, like it wasn't even political. It literally was the mm-hmm. fact that like, you don't know what you're talking about. It could, you could, it could have been friggin' Heinz mustard. And you were like, well, the caps are stupid. And it's like the caps are designed to, to keep the mustard from drying out. Go do some research on why that cap is there before you start talking about how stupid it is. You know, I, I literally just do some research, shut your face. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> all right. My next unthankful thing. Um, and why I have this sitting on my desk, if you can't see it, it is a mat remover <laughs> for a cat. And I'm going to say my unthankful list 
is uh, cats that don't like to groom themselves, <laughs> i.e. my cat. Um, she's had like, and, and first of all, if you have a cat that doesn't like to groom themselves, please do not waste the money on these stupid gadgets that don't actually do anything. (laughs) This didn't work. I just got scratched. She just doesn't, you know, it doesn't work. I just wasted stupid stuff, uh, to have on hand as a show and tell item for my unthankful list years down the road for, uh, in a podcast with my homie, Matt, um, (laughs) She is very finicky. She didn't want to groom herself. Um, She needed to lose some weight. But um, I don't know if it's just me not being a very knowledgeable cat owner. We rescued her. She's one of the only cats that I've ever had in my life. Um, And let me tell you, it's hard um, to have full-time jobs and two kids and and to be very busy, to be functioning adults, and also still want to do right by your animals. I wish I could be here and be more present and engage in play or like um what is it like the the uh the mindfulness tools Mm -hmm. or like the toys that dogs have that cats have really they just like chasing each other around my house so (laughs) that's the most um knowledge or stimulation that they get so um, homeward bound homeward bound no i mean yeah it's (sighs) I don't know. I never thought I'd be a cat person. Um, the day that we adopted her, my husband and I were like, we're gonna, we live in Denver. We're kind of like itching to like, you know, embark on a hobby. So our decision was either go to Target and go look at bikes so that we could start bike riding with each other or go to the animal shelter to look. <laughs> yeah. We no, got a cat. I, so yeah. <laughs> I feel I feel and if you have any tips on how to make your cat actually give a shit and want to groom themselves, hit me up. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, those 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 gadgets, uh, like, I think for every like five you get, one works. That's that's mm-hmm. kind of like I feel like that's how that that's you your your odds are good if you buy a bunch, but your odds are not good if you just get God every once in a while because it seems like a good idea. Um. Yeah, my other tchotchke for animal grooming was an automatic nail grinder for my dog, which uh, Jack was very freaked out by the noise of it, and it never even worked, and he's just a big old chicken. So um, don't buy into the TikTok hype. You don't need to buy all these fancy toys. Just take take her to the vet, and he'll pop back, get them all out, and uh, the rest is history. Um, Yeah, I... That's... Animals are a whole like animals are a different animal. That is definitely how that goes. Um, I True. Can, I our our dog that we lost during COVID. Like I feel like everybody that I know has like an animal they lost during COVID. But like our dog that we lost during COVID was like completely different than the dog we have like now, and it sucks because like they had just started to get along to the point where like they would play with each other and not and it wouldn't it wouldn't like drop into like one of them being annoyed and like nippy at the other for a second and then you throw a cat in the mix and like who knows what's going to happen it was like tossing a grenade in the room and closing a door like hopefully everybody makes it out but you never know um but uh like now we just have the dog that like he didn't he didn't like he chased pucks that was all he really wanted to do when we first got him and then like he kind of gave up on that and then like i think he got about a depression when we lost our other dog and then like he just toys have never been his thing like doesn't like tug of war like he he will play tug of war with my thumb before he'd ever play tug of war with like a toy like he just doesn't care he, he wants to try and like bite your hand or you know like i shouldn't say bite your hand but like nibble at your hand and like try and like close his mouth before you move your hand kind of kind of thing and you know maybe wrestle around a little bit but like he just wants to be on top of you like he doesn't he doesn't mm-hmm. care about playing doesn't care about anything and he's a like a pit mix and he's not very small, so he's a giant dude to just be like, hey, I see you on the other side of the couch. I'm going to come to your side of the couch. and get right up in your, Yeah, exactly. Get right up in your shit. So um, it's like I feel bad because I want to play with him, but he doesn't – like that's not his thing. He just wants to chill. And the cat is the same way. Like she just wants to chill. She might come play with you. might come, you know, like get a little snuggles from me. She, Everybody else apparently she hates. But um, uh, it's – like both of them just do the same thing so whenever i'm around them they're just like magnets stuck to me so like i feel that and it becomes like makes me feel like i don't do as much as a pet owner um 
as I would want to do, but then I have to remind myself that like they have personalities and things that they like and don't like to do. And like, that's, I, I can't change that. No matter what I do, I can't, I can't make them be like, Hey, come play with this toy. Like I got, what did we get the last time? I got like some like mice or something that have like little beads in them. So when they roll around the floor, they make noise. And this fucking cat looked at me like, I'm glad you're having fun. Cause I don't care. <laughs> and I was like, fuck off, man. And then, you know, like I heard him moving and I thought, Oh man, she must be playing with them. And it was the damn dog's tail smacking them across the ground. And I was like, you, nobody's playing with them. Neither one of you cares. So glad I wasted like $7 on these things. You know, at the end of the day, there's really not a whole lot different between being a parent to fur children or real life children. You're still going uh, to bed nervous that you didn't do enough for them. You're still concerned if they're learning enough, if they're doing, you know, psychologically appropriate things in their behavior, uh, if they're eating the right food. And no matter what, the person next to you always looks like on the on face value that they've got their <laughs> shit more together than you do. Yeah. So <laughs> just like, yeah. God. That's definitely uh, the, the way I see it as well. Um funny story uh we've had we have uh like our wedding pictures in like this frame it's got like uh a bigger picture and then two smaller pictures and a bigger picture down at the bottom we have some like little knick-knacky things that like uh courtney and i have given each other over the years you know from like when we first met till like now like sitting on them because it's kind of a shadow boxy thing and it's sitting in a spot that lincoln has almost constantly run into or knocks over or bumps into and it's like man like like just stop going that close to the wall right there like just don't do it and it's kind of low so it's like just above head height for her so like the thing hangs down to like maybe like hip height i guess because it's the long frame and today she like she knocked it over hit the ground didn't break any glass but like the frame itself came apart and she's like i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry and i was like Lincoln, like, how often do you get in trouble? Like, why are you responding like that? <laughs> I don't know. And then she was like, she like started backing up. It's like one, like a dog will like cower and stuff. And it's like, Lincoln, when have you ever been hit? I don't know. It's like, so why are you reacting like that? Like, just don't like, we told you stop doing that. Don't play over there. So like, here you are playing over there. Like pay attention. Don't like, don't knock stuff up. Maybe if you cleaned up your toys, you'd have more room to play. You know, like, it's not that big of a deal, but it's just so funny because you, like you said, uh, you know, you can't like, there's, there's not much you can do, uh, differently. There's not things are, things are things and you take every moment as they come when you're a parent of a uh, four legged or, or, uh, I would, I used to say fur, but like, I, maybe you have a hairy child. I don't know. So I don't want to say fur <laughs> as in like animal, but, um, you, uh, you got, um, you got, you got, you got stuff to do. Also, you just laughed and I wanted to point this out and I kept like cycling the note in my head and this is a perfect time to bring it up. Cause I, cause I just made you like belly laugh from what that looked like. Oh my God. When I was reading the transcript to make that post, Oh my God. Like, oh, this, video, this video I made didn't work out. Cause like it only worked. It only did like half the audio. I don't know what happened. And I was like, well, I'll just do some posts with the transcript and like, I haven't done one of those in a while. And then I was scrolling, 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 and I came across this giant chunk of just ha 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 ha. And I was it like, wasn't oh, even, my God. Ha, yeah. it was he. Yeah, I guess it was. I guess it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, I've never seen that written out in that con, like in that like block of a. I was like, Man, this is definitely a screenshot. Uh, first of all, AI that did your transcription and i know it was ai that did it because i used the same fucking software rude i do not even i don't even sound like (laughs) when i laugh it is a deep ha or a high-pitched ha depending on the belly laugh okay um also if there's ever been a question of us not having or having a good time here on the homes room podcast just take a look at that screenshot or, you know, that, that transcript screenshot and tell me how much I laughed. It, yeah. I, I remember when we were talking about that, too, because I was like I was like looking at the line above. I was like, what were we even talking about? I'm like, oh, that's when you were talking about asking Courtney out on the first date and like, yeah. you know, doing the whole stereotypes of movies and all that. Yeah. But um, no, I love that. It was a deep belly laugh yeah. when I was reading my own deep belly laugh. So that's super meta. So thanks yeah. for that, Matt. It was, um, it was good. 
So I don't have any other unthankfuls, but I do have a that's what she said that's very appropriate for this time of the year. Yeah, let's do it. Um, friends, family, loved ones. This is uh, I'm caressing my mic just to <laughs> explain to you how much I really feel what I'm going to share this week on that's what she said. And that is a reminder of your boundaries that you have with family members and friends and loved ones who um, are not healthy or positive for you to be around with Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, the holiday season being upon us. Um, this is your permission to uh, not give anyone a second of your time, space, or energy. Um, if you don't feel like you're walking away from that interaction feeling better, feeling um, lighter, feeling like you learned something positive, um, a reminder for you to go uh, continue to go no contact with toxic family members like I have painfully had to do myself and um, if you have been in the position where you've had to decide to go no contact with somebody for your own mental health your own boundaries for your peace um, I'm proud of you um, if you're nervous about going no contact with someone um, your future self will thank you if that's something that it comes down to that you feel like you have to do, but you do not have to answer every phone call. You do not have to answer every text. You do not have to go to every single family function. You do not have to stay at every family function longer than you're comfortable than you want to. Um, I feel like there's so many people that just put on a face or endure the suffering of family functions around um, the holidays because they feel obligated. They feel like they have to be there. Life is too short for you to be in a room where you do not feel respected, loved, or wanted. Um, and especially with Thanksgiving coming around, you have full permission and you are allowed to set those boundaries for yourself, your mental health, your peace, your heart, all of the fun things and fruity, you know, uh, <laughs> Silly white bitch, <laughs> you know, the, the hot button topics that we love. Um, but you do not have to put yourself through anything that you don't feel like is happy, healthy, or growing for you. So um, that's what she said, Matt, this week. And I'll say that every week, too. Nobody's entitled to your peace or your time. I, like... What, what do you what do you what do you kids say now? Um, uh, retweet, right? That's what it is. Um, <laughs> I just uh, say that because I'm an annoying bitch, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't even know what it is now because because it, because it's X. <gasps> I have a Twitter that I've never used, so I keep getting emails from X parentheses formerly Twitter, and I'm like, really? That's what we're doing? Get out of here! <gasps> so, Elon took that joke away from me. What an asshole! <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Um, but yeah, so I, yeah, I agree with that. I think that a hundred percent, um, I have just gotten to the point where I feel comfortable not responding to texts and not having to give a reason. Like there's sometimes where like, you have to be like, okay, look, like you're still, you're continuing to text me and I need to explain to you that I'm not, not responding to be disrespectful, but like, I don't have, I can't with this right now. So like, mm -hmm. please, please stop. Um, but I, like I said, if, if it doesn't serve me, if it's, I, I just got to the point where I feel like confident in that. And I feel, you know, like I'm not being rude or mean or, you know, I'm, it's not, you know, the, the Christian thing to do. Like, it's literally, you know, I, I don't want, I don't have space for this right now and it doesn't serve me. It's not like nothing good is going to come from that. And, you know, if I have to block that person on social media, if I have to remove that follower, if I have to like, whatever it is, whether it's family or not, you know, friends, family, acquaintances, um, you know, people's pet accounts, whatever, whatever the extent it has to go to, mm -hmm. like, definitely do it. I agree with that. Well, especially uh, in the day to day when there's not enough spoons, there's definitely less spoons in the holiday season as a callback to the very yeah. first conversation of our episode. <laughs> see what it did there Matt it's, it's a circle it's a circle it's not a square it's a circle <laughs> um yeah see I 
I'm glad that we recorded this, and, I, and normally this is like when we have that conver- we have this conversation afterwards. But I'm glad we recorded this, and I'm glad that uh, we had this conversation because I laughed a lot and I feel a lot better than I did going in. And oh my god, is, no, that's that's what I'm we like, needed. F- Fuck a hundred twenty dollar therapy session. I'm just gonna go sit and talk and record with my homie Matt, bro. Come on now. Yeah. So there you go. Find find a friend, <laughs> start a podcast, and stop spending money. No, I'm just joking. Uh, flood, flood the flood the podcast market with podcasts of people laughing with their friends. I would love that. Um, any any closing notes from you, Caitlin? I've said so much and nothing at the same time this entire episode, Matt. I. <laughs> Uh, we love you guys thank you so much for giving us even a minute of your time um it's always a joy to hang out with you guys every week please give us some feedback leave a review cop a free sticker let us know what you're doing with them and uh we adore you guys and adore you too matt we'll talk next week when next week's gonna be a better week than last week was how's that yeah perfect you took the words right (laughs) out of my mouth bye the bell is about to ring. If you want to drop us a voice message or simply ask a question, you can do that by clicking the link in the show notes below. Be sure to leave us a five-star review. It helps more people find us. Theme music by Kinsey. More music available on Spotify. Remember, every day is a class. Go learn something. <laughs>